Welcome back to Movie Reel, everyone. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy, everyone. And happy Independence Day to all of our American audience members. And and to our non-American audience members, happy Saturday or whatever holiday is going on in your country. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 To to everywhere else in the world, uh, enjoy your independence from Britain uh, at your own leisure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, to celebrate Independence Day, we thought we would talk about what movie, Kevin? The Patriot. No. <laughs> yeah. National Treasure. Uh, Goonies again. Again. Just again. Yeah. Just again. We wanted to talk <laughs> about it again. We enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, no, we're uh, talking about Independence Day, a world yes. where Bill Pullman is president and Will Smith is a fighter pilot and Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum. What was his job? He's like was... a sat- he was like a satellite repairman. He, okay, he, was like, because... he, he, he was basically like an overpaid. He was basically just like an overqualified like satellite TV repairman. That's that's pretty much what I gathered from him based on just him in the beginning and then like the he it was like a newsroom i thought he was like a reporter or something and i thought he was a reporter for like most of the movie until someone said something about him being like a mechanic or whatever and i'm like he is i mean that does answer why he was he has this like co- he figured out the whole signal thing ish but like yeah I had no clue on what his job was. I was so confused. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the reasons why his dad is like, really, you you think that you just, uh, your average schmuck couldn't figure out what the entire White House couldn't figure out? You're just a TV repairman, for God, God's sakes. It's like, oh my God. I, the dad, I really liked the dad, but they they made him as Jewish as they, as they oh could Oh my possibly. God, yeah. <laughs> Which it was just fine, but it was just very like, we get it. Like his his entire yeah. his entire character revolves around the fact that he is Jewish. Yeah, he said like I'm dressed like a schmuck, or like he he just was making these. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like oh man, it's like I'm I'm going to see the president. Look at me, I look like a Shamil. It's like oh come on, yeah. <laughs> it's like seriously, yeah. And I'm like I don't even know, I don't even know half these words that you're saying. I understand the context. I just don't get yeah. Yeah, it 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 is kind of funny how that was his entire character and everyone else was kind of more or less a bit more developed than that. But I mean, he, he wasn't like that major of a character. Like he was a pretty decent, like driving force for um, Jeff Goldblum's character. But outside yeah. of that, he didn't really have much of a um, purpose, I guess. <laughs> Most of these. Okay. Uh, so this was made by the same people who what was it so godzilla which we covered and what was the other one uh stargate sg1 starring uh kurt russell and not, I, not stargate sg1 just stargate sg1 was the series sorry and uh godzilla again we we covered godzilla a while back and i totally see the whole complaint on how it's like the same movie it's this is yeah. definitely a better movie but it's the same like tropes of like a couple that's their relationship is in bad shape and like overly like it's just overly uh jerk like politicians or or you know guys that are 
on the higher ups like it just had all those same tropes and i'm like yep yeah. this is made by the same people and- yeah Ro- Ro- roland emmerich you, you can see his like fingerprints like all over this and godzilla and and even stargate though they're all they all kind of follow a very similar path which, which- is isn't necessarily a bad thing but when yeah. it gets to a point where it's like it, it just hits the exact same story beats in the exact same manner it, it does get it, it loses its luster after a while like very quickly yeah, and I I might have said this before, but I don't really care if a story is straightforward or even if it follows a formula. As long as I'm entertained and not kind of rolling my eyes like, oh, I see where this is going. Like, I'm fine. I, you know, and I wouldn't say I was like rolling my eyes like I know where this is headed, but like I was, it was just very like, first of all, there were, there were like 10,000 storylines going on. There was yep. so much going on in this <laughs> the, movie. There was a lot. <laughs> and it wasn't difficult to follow, but it was just, I barely got a sense of most of these characters because we focused, like Will Smith should have had a bigger role than, sorry, no offense, than Vivica Fox. Yeah. Because he's Will Smith. And this is 90s Will Smith. This is like, he's still he- coming off Fresh Prince, which, fun fact, the kid, so he's in a relationship with Vivica Fox, and she has a son. The son is, he was on Fresh Prince. He was, like, uh, one of the, the Banks kids. He was, like, the they have, like, a baby, I guess, some point during the show. Oh, yeah. It, it was, like, towards, like, the end of the show's running, I believe. It was, like, I think it was when they got the new Aunt Viv. Yeah, the the new Aunt Viv. She, she gave birth and then was a different person the next season. Yeah, that's how birth goes, right? <laughs> don't you completely? Yeah, don't you completely change? Don't yeah, you, you, like yeah, you go, you go through a metamorphosis, and then you expel the baby, and then that's 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 your life now. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just so much going on in this movie, and again, it wasn't difficult to follow. It was just, I feel like, I I, I don't know. It was weird. I like, I'm like, I don't. I feel like I should care more about this character. Why aren't we seeing more of this character and what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish? It's just, no, we got, and they they spent too much time like on certain people and yeah, not enough on like Will Smith. I can't get over this. Will Smith was top top billing and I feel like he's barely in the movie. Yeah. I mean, this movie does have a lot of very memorable moments outside of the kind of like, throwaway characters there's a lot of characters in here that are are very much like they're here for like a decent portion of time and then they're either dead or kind of discarded in the next like brent spiner um from data from star trek is a perfect example that he's a doctor like oaken or something he's basically like one of like the scientists who shows up like when they show up in area 51 and he's like this very energetic like crazy kind of like mad scientist vibe and then pretty much like two two scenes later he's like knocked into a coma because an alien like reads his mind so that guy okay cool (laughs) i was like he looks really familiar and then i looked him up and i'm like i wasn't seeing anything that i would have known him from and then i saw the movie that i why i know him he was the bad guy in master of the skies that's that's why i know oh that's right (laughs) 
I was I like, fr- I oh. forgot. That was a Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Dana Carvey, yeah. Um, God, that that was a train wreck. The thing was, I saw that movie, I think, in theaters, and I remember really liking it. And then <laughs> I, I think I did I got, too. <laughs> as I got older, I learned that it sucks, <laughs> and I'm like. I mean, to me, it's like, I agree with most of the things I hear about it, but I, it's a bad movie. That's not really. Yeah, well, yeah no, I, I, re- I remember seeing that in theaters, like, I don't know, I was like first grade. Uh, so yeah. I was very little. And then I, it kind of just flew under the radar ever, ever since then. And then I just kind of like rediscovered it in high school. and was like, oh man, I haven't seen this forever. I remember this being like the funniest movie. And I watched it and it was like. Good God, I was a horrible kid. <laughs> I, I had horrible taste as a kid. <laughs> there's certain... That's the thing, is there's certain movies I watched as a kid that I'm like, I'm proud that I watched this as a kid. Like, this is a good movie. I was into good movies. And then there's certain movies where I'm like, I don't question why I watched them, but like... Uh, why did I like it so much? <laughs> like, I... uh. So fanboy flicks, like the reviewer, one of the reviewers that I really like, it's on YouTube. He did a review of Baby Geniuses, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I oh, remember God. loving that movie. And then in the very beginning, he said, like, I had to watch this movie because I remember my friend watched it. And I was like, how did this, what did this movie do to destroy this person? Like, it broke his friend because it was so bad. And I'm like, oh, maybe this movie's Maybe this movie about kids being geniuses until they turn two. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. Go, this, this is kind of a, a random tangent. I remember going on a random tour in like my local movie theater, and uh, one of the movies that they were playing was Super Baby Geniuses Two, and uh, as like a souvenir, um, we got uh, random like. Uh, like cuts like the film reel of like super so somewhere in my house I don't know where I have just a random like strip of film reel of super baby geniuses too <laughs> I don't know where it is or it's what I up, did with it it's, it's, it's thumbtacked to your wall to your ceiling that you look up at it every night before you go to sleep <laughs> yeah I, I have a I have a candlelight vigil every year when that movie was released just somewhere <laughs> like in my closet <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like oh cannot wait for baby geniuses three. <laughs> oh my god super super baby geniuses three yeah super yeah. duper <laughs> um so independence day this movie came out in 1996 90s. yeah and it has it has a it has a pretty big cast it's got like i said will smith jeff goldblum uh bill pullman, bill pullman and oh robert Vivica. loja who's the general and then yeah vivica fox and yeah a, a uh, few other people we got uh, adam baldwin I, yes yeah and this i just felt like this movie was filled with so godzilla i remember the whole movie i know like there's a bunch of people in that movie that were on the simpsons or this movie i just feel like there's a bunch of people who i know i'm aware that for an actor, you're going to do a bunch of different projects and you're going to get recognized from some of those projects. But it just felt like, oh, that person's from that movie. That person's from that movie. It just seemed like it was like reference, 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 which is not what it was trying to do. But no. something about this cast just, I, 
I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was just very weird. The whole cast. I'm like, oh, yeah, that person, that guy. The boss, Jeff Goldblum's boss with the voice. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I know that voice. And then I looked it up. It's Yao from Mulan. That is where I'm like, that's why I know this guy's voice. It like, and like call if I told my sister that we were doing this movie and she's like, which one's Yao? I'm like, uh, he was King of the Rock when they go swimming. And she's like, Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. I thought I recognized that voice. Like, God, why does this guy sound so familiar? Um, is it, like, is that his real voice? It sounds like a fake voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one thing I do like about this movie is that it's not like set in like, the distant future and like the far off past it's set during like present day of mm-hmm. whatever year this was made and it just sticks with that um like timeline it it like the first it the entire span of this movie is three days it starts on july 2nd then july 3rd and then it ends on july 4th uh coincidentally on independence day um so yeah this movie starts off on july 2nd and this giant enormous mothership ufo uh just hangs out around the moon and a bunch of like local like satellite dishes pick it up it's like uh guys is this one of yours like no i thought it was one of yours so they're like passing all these messages along like you know between like nsa and like the air force and all these other like uh organizations and then later that day uh bill pullman uh president whitmore uh is briefed on the situation of we have a large extraterrestrial uh, presence near the moon, and now it is. We thought it was a meteor, but it has since slowed down and stopped. So this thing, this thing's being controlled, and then later on, it it uh, splits off into uh, several larger uh, masses that enter the Earth orbit, and it's a bunch of giant circular like classic looking ufos and they cover yeah they cover new york uh dc and la which are uh, (laughs) yeah and a couple other like a few others like around the world but those are like the main ones that they focus on yeah i mean okay it's all around the world but in the beginning it's like acknowledges that they're all over the place and then for the most of the movie we're just focusing on america and then at the end when they come up with their plan then it's like oh yeah they're all over the world yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean i I feel like it would be kind of distracting and kind of be like a random like uh uh it would kind of like kill the pace of the movie if we kept cutting to all the other like ufos around the world where no, no I, one, I, I get uh, that like, no one they, really knows how they're fighting this thing no i get i get that but like it's like they don't really and i understand that they're you know focusing on the one that's right here but like i just thought it was weird like oh yeah they're all over the world they're not yeah. just they're not just covering up america <laughs> yeah and and another like super menacing thing about these things is that they have like a radius of a mile long so like these things are like perfectly like like symmetrical but like they'd cover a huge swath of land and they're just like hovering over like they're not doing anything and everyone's just like what the hell is going on um but before the the like smaller ships the the mile long ones just show up um david played by uh uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I had a Jeff Goldblum there for a moment. Just the, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he um, works for like Viacom or something, some some like satellite TV station, 
and all of the, like their uh, satellites are like being taken down, and they're having like a huge bunch of complaints that like, hey, I can't get any receptions. Like, well, we can't get reception either. Like, we we checked this morning, and our satellites are registering, but they're not where they're supposed to be. And shortly after that, they just stop uh, broadcasting. And it's like, oh, that that's weird. And then he starts to notice some like pattern uh, through some kind of like broadcast wavelength that only he picked up because it's so obscure or something. It, it, it's really weird how they describe it because it really doesn't make any sense. It's just, oh, I found it by accident because of my job is yeah. basically how they is basically how they they market that. Yeah. And like I, I don't, yeah. I don't know how else to describe that. It just, yeah, ex- I, I get what you mean. It was, it was. The thing was being that I was not very clear on what his job was. It didn't. It also like, it, 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 it all seemed random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, but yeah, he figure basically figures out that yeah they're jamming, they're jamming their our own satellites against us, and so, and then he says like, it's like, it's like chess because in the beginning when we first meet him, he's playing chess with his dad in the park and he basically is like we got six hours until and then they're like what what happens when the signals stop or whatever and he's like checkmate and they're all like and his boss like oh my god and i'm like what like okay i understand in chess checkmate is the end that's like that's game over that's game over but i still didn't i'm like am i supposed to know what they're planning i understand chess I understand checkmate is game over, but like, I thought that when they said that, I'm like, oh, is this going to be, is this whole movie? My first thought was they have six hours to like fight the aliens and get rid of them or else they're going to like destroy the world. I didn't understand why I understood that they were freaking out, but I didn't have enough information to understand. Like, how did they even understand what they were doing? I, I think it was pretty much just like, it was just a really like foreboding and menacing line of just, we only have six hours before checkmate. And it was just a really cool, like trailer action line. Yeah. But it, it wasn't also, yeah. I mean, it, it was the, the beginning of the end for them because later on, we find out that once like their, their timer runs out, all the like giant mile long UFOs just shoot this huge, like death rate, like directly underneath their ship and just destroy everything directly underneath them. And later on, we learned that if they keep going on the rate that they're going in the next like X amount of hours, I think he said like 72 hours, or like 64 hours or something like that, um, the entire human race will be uh, extinct. See, I, like, I, that is that is a very convoluted way to exterminate a, an entire planet. I mean, it's I guess I, it's cost effective because it's a very it's very elaborate way to just destroy the entire population it is elaborate but i also realize that when you really think about it as far as alien movies go this is a really interesting alien movie because you don't really see that much of the aliens like yeah you, you only see them yeah. for like uh like a few like scattered scenes like near the end of the movie like and middle that's to end it. yeah and yeah but i thought like the plan of they're gonna like destroy you know, like they have, I I kind of actually liked their plan because I realized they it wasn't them coming down and enslaving everybody. It wasn't like f- as much physical contact with them. It was like, because also we find out that they've done this before. 
And yeah. so it's like it's like for them on their end, it's like a cost effective way to like destroy a planet. So I I mean, it sounds horrifying, but at the same time I'm like, this is actually kind of a it is elaborate. I, it is a very ingenious but, plan. Yeah. Yeah, but it's def it is definitely elaborate. But um Yeah. It's also it is crazy because when so the what what building was it in LA? It was the Empire State Building blows up, and then all these the people, White House and the White House, and then some building in LA. I I, yeah, some some random skyscraper. If it if it had some importance, it was lost to me because yeah. it was it, it, this was LA in '96, so I don't really know <laughs> know my history that well. To it's like for all I know, it could have been a, a Capitol Records building. I think maybe that, it was it. Maybe it was. I I have no idea. It was a um, building. I it, 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 it was yeah, a it was some yeah it was some building in L.A. I don't care. Um, so but yeah, yeah so, we, so 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 we heard about uh, Bill Pullman's character and we heard about uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. I'm not doing that on purpose, folks. I'm just really drawing like I, I'm having some major main, uh, brain farts. Um, and so Will Smith's character. Uh, is later introduced. He is dating uh, Vivica Fox, who we later find out is a stripper, and she has a son who is the the little kid from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And Will Smith is a fighter pilot for the U.S. military. Who he's visiting his girlfriend. He's supposed to be off for the fourth. And uh, well, when we first meet him, the because like the the UFOs are coming and they're landing the sun and their dog comes in like trying to get them up, but they're like, no, go back to sleep. And they, and then yes. Will Smith wakes up, he goes outside to get the paper and he notices everybody's like leaving, like Freaking getting out of town. Out, yeah. And then he sees that there is a spaceship like right there. And, yeah. and, and, then, yeah. and then Vivica Fox like, hey, baby, what you doing out here? And then she's like, and then she sees it. And then the kid's just like, I'm fighting space aliens. Like, all right, go get him, little man. Because <laughs> he, he said that earlier when he's like first waking them up. And he's yeah. like, okay, uh, cool. He's playing his games. Go go do you, little man. Um, and then <laughs> then he just like runs up and he's just pretending to shoot it with like a like a squirt gun or like a toy gun. Yeah. And um. And he decides he has to go back to base. And Vivica Fox is like, no, you're supposed to be off for the 4th of July. And it's like, there was a UFO there. like, And he's like, well, they canceled it. Like, I kind of was, I understand she's freaking out. But also, like, the 4th of July is obsolete when there is a UFO landing. Yeah. And he, uh, so yeah, he leaves and... First of all, we meet his friend, who is Harry Connick Jr. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Which, no, don't get attached because he's going to die later. Um, what? No. <laughs> but we see he has, uh, Will Smith has a ring. Uh, what is her name? Vivica Fox's name in this. Uh, it is Jasmine. 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 And she, he had this ring. I either, I don't know. He doesn't really... She she loves dolphins, and so it's like two dolphins like are like the yeah. setting for the diamond. And then he's been trying, I guess. What is it? He wants to be an astronaut. He's trying yeah, to he, join he, like the aerospace. Yeah, he, he's basically been like trying to like apply for like uh like the NASA like deep space program or something like that. Basically, being an astronaut. And he keeps getting rejected. And 
Harry Connick Jr. is like, you know, they're never going to let you be an astronaut if you marry a stripper. And I'm like, what? And then it cuts to Vivica Fox at work, just like, like dancing. And yeah. And no one's paying attention to her. They're just all like, crowded by the bar watching the TV covering like the UFOs. Her, it's like, that's, that's actually really funny. Her being a stripper was irrelevant information. And he also just, and like, also he said, like, I thought you were to break it off. And it's like, so is he having, and that never comes up again. And I'm assuming it was because she's a stripper and that he wanted this job. And of course, then it's, I guess, you know, he'd rather have her than the job, I guess maybe is the idea. But like, yeah, her being a stripper it, it, is irrelevant. Yeah, it was just kind of like, it, it would just, I, I feel like Harry Connick Jr. was just kind of like, I'm just trying to look out for you. And yeah, it does kind of make sense that it would just be kind of like, um, oh, him marrying a stripper is like, he's just kind of like, like driven by impulse. Because, I mean, like, how, how does that sound of like, oh, yes, I want to be an astronaut. Would you like to meet my wife? You can meet her at work. She works at uh, uh, the Titty Twister or whatever her, the uh, random strip club name is called. That, uh, it just seems kind name? of. Is that a strip club name? I'm, I'm pulling that from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, the Titty Twisters. It's, hey, that's a fun movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging yeah. the movie. I'm just like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's the only name I can think. Of. I've never been to a strip club. I don't know what they're called. Um, just, it, it just seems kind of, I guess, not really upscale and I guess kind of trashy for like my ass, like, Oh, here's my astronaut colleague. His wife's a stripper. Uh, his wife's a homemaker. His wife is a, uh, uh, home like head of a homeowner association like all these kind of like it, it just seems like kind of like in like a a stain on his record of and i know this sounds kind of mean but it does kind of make sense why that would be a factor into him not being an astronaut or being accepted into that program yeah but i mean for the sake of the movie he could have just been getting rejected as opposed to because like her I just meant her being a stripper for the only reason the only time her being a stripper actually was relevant to anything was after she's at work so her one of her friends her co-workers is gonna go so I guess at the top let's say it's the Capitol Records building there's all like like not protests these people with like welcome signs to the aliens like yay like welcome and blah 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 and and yeah. she's like she has a <laughs> sign and she's like I'm gonna go right after work and Vivica Fox is like, no, don't. It's not safe. Promise me you won't go. And then she goes. And I mean, then the building dies. blows up and dies. And, and, uh. Oh, I, I, I also, sorry. Yeah. I, I also really like that when, uh, like all the news coverage or like covering like all the protesters, one of them is just like, oh God, I hope they bring back Elvis. Like what? Oh yeah. Well, in, in Men in Black, he, we find out he just went home. This is also this is, <laughs> this is true. This is like two years before Men in Black. I think yeah, this is th- this before was, Men in Black. Uh, yes. That's a good question. It's maybe a, it's like a year or two before Men in Black came out. But um, I think I think I'm pretty sure that was 97 or 98. Um, M- uh, Men in Black came out in 97, so this was oh, a okay. year before. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I just had to like it was like. Yeah, they did come around around the same time. Yeah, that does check out. Um, so, yeah, and, and uh, 
so you have Bill Pullman, back to Bill Pullman, like I said, he's president. His wife, the, so the first lady, she's in L.A. doing something. and so, Some kind of, like, press conference thing for, like, his, like, upcoming election or something. Like, a re-election, because earlier on in the movie, they're, like, talking about, like, how, like, drastically, like, bad his poll numbers are. Um, or because they think he's so, a wimp. Yeah. Which I also yeah, think is... I mean, at this point, we don't know anything about what kind of present he was before all of this happens. So, like, I can't judge it. That's just, yeah. I don't know. I want to say that's unfair, but then I'm like, I have no idea. Maybe he is. Like, Yeah, yeah it's like, I don't know what happened. And he has, they have their young daughter, who's like, it's Mae Whitman. She's like, it's like young Mae Whitman is playing the daughter. And it's, I will say she's there for... A lot of the movie, like she, I realized, she's with them when they go to Area Fifty One. I'm like, oh yeah, wow. she, she's with them through the long haul, and uh, same with um, the son, uh, Vivica Fox's yeah. son. He's he's there for like most of, if not the entire movie. Yeah, uh, and especially the dog Boomer. Um, Let's see th- the, this movie. <laughs> that dog Boomer. There were, I, I hadn't seen this movie. And there, but I realized there were like three, two or three scenes I had seen. I had seen the part where Bill Pullman like sees into the alien's mind and sees what they're planning. And I had seen the part where there, where LA is about to like explode and she finds like cover, which was pretty brilliant. No one else seemed to do this. There was like a maintenance closet. She busts it open and it's, you know, stone. So they're going to be safe from the fire. And she screams, Boomer! I thought that was, yeah. for some reason, I did not know that was Independence Day. I thought that was I Am Legend. I don't know why, which makes no sense. <laughs> I Am Legend, no one's, there's nobody. But I don't no, know. No, there, there really isn't. So I don't know why I assumed that, but I didn't know that was Independence Day. And then I had seen the part at the end where the guy's like, tell my kids I love them. And like, I'm back. And then he dies. Oh yeah, that's right. I've seen uh, scene, I, yeah, random scenes throughout this movie, but I, I, one of them, I didn't even know was this movie. Um, yeah, that's right. I f- totally forgot. Uh, Randy Quaid, the actor Randy Quaid uh, is in this movie who plays Ru- Russell Case, who is like, like an alcoholic crop dusting, uh, like ex Vietnam veteran pilot who, throughout this movie he, uh, said that like, Oh yeah, I remember I was abducted by aliens once and they did all these weird experiments on me and everyone like around just thinks he's like a crazy alcoholic and everyone gives him crap, but they never, we never learn if like, if it if, happened, if that actually happened. And if these were the same aliens, I mean, he thinks that they're the same aliens, but he's an alcoholic and he's very not super reliable throughout this entire movie, except for like the very end. Um, That's the thing is, they just it, yeah. there are so, like I said we said there's so many storylines and to me it's not like I've seen we've seen movies where there's storylines or characters that are just completely useless but the thing is oh, yeah. all of these characters do in a sense contribute so I'm like oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of well which ones definitely Jeff Goldblum's storyline is the most important because he's the one that supplies, uh, he gives the, he kind of is the springboard. He supplies the first step of information that gets them out of this and saves yeah, them. He, he, yeah, he provides a plan. Bill P- 
Pullman provides the resources and Will Smith executes that plan and Randy Quaid is like the, there to the end, the is, savior. Is there, like Yeah. There's just I, I just there's so many storylines and it's like there, there's there's a lot of moving parts. It's it it's kind of weird because it's this isn't really like a complex movie. It's a pretty straightforward yeah. aliens show up, they try to kill us, we try to stop them, we win. Because they're te- they're technologically superior, so we lose at first a lot. Uh, and we find a weakness, exploit it, and kill them. It's pretty much like a War of the Worlds kind of situation of they have like a shield that we can't penetrate to destroy any of their vehicles, um, which which is one of the reasons why um, uh, Harry Connick Jr. dies. Him, Will Smith, and a bunch of uh, Air Force pilots um, try to attack the mothership in LA after it pretty much just wipes out all of LA and they are attacked by a bunch of fighter craft that the UFO launches at them and they all have shields and they can't penetrate it with their machine guns, their missiles, anything. Um, The only way that uh, Will Smith manages to get out alive is he like releases his like emergency parachute covers up the windscreen of the UFO fire and it causes it to crash into a wall. And he then goes in, knocks out the pilot saying probably like one of the most memorable quotes of this movie is welcome to earth, knocks it out. And then he just drags it through the desert in his parachute. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, all there are a hundred one liners in this movie and I think all of them are Will Smith's. Like, yeah, there, there, there is, however, one line of dialogue. It's, it's the uh, speech that President Whitmore gives, like towards the end of the movie. Seen, of like, yeah, and I've seen that. That was the, the other scene. It's I've so seen, good. Where he's like, yeah. "We're gonna fight for our Independence Day." Yeah, Yay! we're fighting for we're fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the Fourth of July will no longer be an American holiday, but it's the day the world declared among boys. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Today we celebrate our Independence Day, and then it just the biggest lot of applause. It's like that is a damn good speech. See, this was like I realized that speech is the equivalent of that's the news report that what's-her-name Audrey in Godzilla gives, except that speech seemed ridiculous because the music and the whole tone of it was, oh, like, inspirational, when it doesn't make sense why that should have been inspirational, because it was pretty bad. Like, the situation's pretty yeah. crappy. This made sense. That, that speech made a ton of sense, because, yeah, they're being threatened by aliens. They now have, like, a plan. I will say, once they figured out how... So, uh, actually... Jumping ahead because jump getting ahead of myself, but um, Jeff Goldblum yeah figures out that these signals are being used against us, and they realize they're gonna they're gonna blow up these major cities that they're covering, and so within yeah. like ten minutes he gets the president and his daughter and all these people get out of the White House, and we see all of these various cities explode, and yeah, and um. I can't, and the thing is, in the beginning, so the, what is it, the press secretary or chief of staff or whatever, the person that the I think woman. It's like, it's like, I think it's secretary general. Secretary general. What's her name? Con- I, Constance or something? I had to look it up. 
Oh, Constance Spano. She is uh, Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife, who we see in the beginning, he still is wearing his wedding ring, which implies, I thought that his wife was dead. And then find out, no, she apparently has this job with, uh, with divorced the president. Divorced him. And they're, di- yeah, they're divorced. And he, the last time he, she, she call he calls her and she won't, she answers and then hangs up. He then shows up at the White House saying like, I have all this information. She lets him in and she goes get, goes to get Bill Pullman. And he's like, he's not going to want to see me. And the dad's just like, why, why? And she's like, because the last time they were together, he, he punched him in the head. And he's like, what? You punched the president? It's like he wasn't the president then. It's like, you punched the president? And it's like, yeah, because he thought I was having an affair with the president. It's like, you had an affair with the president? It's like, no, I didn't. And that's the thing is. <laughs> and he she, wasn't the president. She wasn't having an affair. Or if she wasn't, never came back. But like. Yeah, th- th- it, this is a sentence that like never comes up again. It just seemed really. Random. Really, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really random and stupid. And like, I guess because later she even says to the dad, like, love wasn't the issue. And it's like. Okay, well, what what okay. was? And I guess she later says it's because Jeff Goldblum didn't really have any, any ambition. Which, you probably knew that before you married him. So why would you marry yeah. him? Yeah, and they do kind of imply that early on because he is, like, so overly qualified for his job. And yet he's in a satellite TV repair station. Like, that that's his job. Yeah. And he's able to pick up a life-threatening like ending signal from an extraterrestrial threat that no one else notices. It's like, okay, dude, you need to quit your day job. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Pentagon will hire you just off of that. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum also, when we first meet him, so his, they're playing, he and his dad are playing chess in the park and the dad is like drinking from a styrofoam cup. And Jeff Goldblum is like, you know how long that takes to decompose or to break down? And then later when he he's riding his bike into his office and he goes to the trash and see and he starts taking cans out, putting them in recycling. And it's oh, like, yeah. okay. he is he's like so overly like environmentally conscious. I'm like, that's what I do when my roommates in yeah. college, when I would see that they put like cardboard in the trash, I'd take it out and put it in recycling. Or yesterday I was returning something in a store and they couldn't take the bag back. And they're like, oh, you can just throw it out. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do it. And I literally took it home to throw it away. Like, so I thought that was funny because I'm like, huh, I do the same thing. But it came off because we had just had, he just said the whole like styrofoam cup thing. It came off like very... Uh, like like that's oh that's his thing because in the 90s that's super annoying to be overly environmentally friendly yeah but now it's like hardwired in all of us basically yeah it's like jeff globe set the set the set the record straight early on about what we needed to be doing and uh yeah he basically finally that's the thing is him and bill pullman that's just a that's a relationship that i honestly felt like could have been not even just developed more but just like told better like maybe they were they were really good friends or maybe they were like they had a yeah they had a falling out or they were even if they were like brothers or something like some kind of yeah they have a falling out and then reconcile like it would have it just was like all of these random storylines coming together and and not saying that it didn't work it like barely worked like it could have worked better yeah it either could have just been developed more or just not have been in at all and it still would have been fine 
of just him not taking him seriously because of his position and just simply thought that his like like chief secretary was just using like brought him in purely off of like nepotism Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just uh yeah i this i will say i wasn't necessarily i wasn't not engaged there were definitely scenes that i was like really into it but a lot of it i found myself pausing a lot (laughs) to watch this movie um (laughs) uh and um so yeah, Will Smith at this point, after his fight with, you know, he fought the alien and knocked and ship crashed and he's dragging it through the desert. So we're seeing, uh, actually before this, uh, 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 Randy, uh, yeah, Randy Quaid and pretty much everyone like around him, they're all just like have like this like roving caravan of like RVs and like minivans and they come across him as like, Hey, you need a ride there soldier. It's like, yeah, there's a base about uh, like five miles that way. It's like, it ain't on the maps. Like, trust me, it's there. <laughs> so he knows about area 51 apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. He yeah. apparently like flew over it during the fight. Um, I think, yeah, okay. I think was the explanation that they gave. Oh, okay. But uh, so Randy Quaid, his character, yeah, he's like we said, he's like an alcoholic and like PTSD, saying he was abducted by aliens. It's never very clear if it actually happened. I think the assum- we're supposed to assume that it did, but there isn't any information that supports that. Um, exactly. And his kids kind of just don't really rely on him. The son, his older son, is like definitely the like the head of the family and kind of just wants the dad to straighten up and take like the beginning when we first meet him. He crop dusted over the wrong field. <laughs> yeah, it's like you idiot. The Dungerson's farm is on the other side of the town. It's like, you sure about that? So yeah, they give uh, Will Smith a ride, and I love this scene. So he's in the back of the tr- back of a truck with the alien, and they get to Area Fifty One, and they're like, "Oh, uh, sorry, sir. Like, we can't, we can't let you in." And it's like you don't like, have the proper clearance. It's like, like, what? Take, come, come here. here. Yeah. <laughs> like that clearance and they're like oh my god you're like yeah let him go in let him go in and i mean what so now all these people have been and like later in the movie so when when bill pullman and jeff goldblum and everybody they make some note about like you know they're talking about like oh uh like there's never been any alien blah 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 whatever's and Who's the, who was he, the guy that he's working with that he fires later? Uh, I honestly don't know. I want to say, I won't, some like, secretary of defense or okay. something like that. Some, some, some high up position in his personal cabinet who is like, oh uh, yeah, that's technically not true. And then he pretty much told him, was like, oh yeah, you know, like Roswell and all that. Yeah, that, that was 100% real. So we're at, uh, oh yeah, this is because the dad, basically they're all, they're, 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 when they're on the Air Force One, they're uh, talking about like doing like a nuclear attack against all these aliens. And Jeff Goldblum's like, no, like that's not going to solve anything. It's not going to help. And the dad's like, hey, my son saved your life. And then he starts to talk about Roswell. And then they end up going to Area 51 and seeing, this is when we meet uh, Brent Spiner and see like, of first visuals of the aliens 
and yeah and so yeah when will smith shows up with the alien they so did he think it was dead or they say how long has it been unconscious yeah he said it was unconscious for like three hours and then they immediately started to do uh an autopsy on it is like and i also i forget what you call an autopsy on or a dissection on something that's alive is that just called a vivisection i have no idea okay well i think that's what it is so it unless unless you want to look it up but yeah they basically wanted to like dissect this thing while it's still um alive so they can kind of figure out like any like glaring like biological weaknesses and it turns into uh, doom for this scene yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. It, it kills everyone in there, and then it, like, wraps a tentacle around, like, Brent Spiner's uh, neck, and then it just kind of, like, mind-controls him and starts speaking through him, saying, like, release me, and, like, this really, like, creepy, raspy uh, voice. Um, and then, you know, it, classic, really, yeah. can, can there be peace? And they're like, no peace. And then he basically... I don't know, mind fucks with Bill Palmer, Bill, yeah, Bill Pullman, Bill Palmer, Bill Pullman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, I saw into his mind, which I would have loved to have seen that. Like you could have told, like, oh, you same. know, if we saw like, he's like, I saw into his mind. They're planning on, they basically, it's like, uh, it's like silver surfer. Like they're going to come, they're going to absorb resources and then just go away and absorb and, and, move on and so yeah and and or actually first of all i was so confused because when they first open up the alien he like it was like a. it has like a second head okay because i was like is it like wait is this like a suit and the alien is inside i no, it's like it's like it's like an exoskeleton that i i guess it can shed or like kind of like open and close like at at will and can pretty much just operate as is because it basically opens up and it has like the upper half of like a torso where its head should be when it opens up because it has a head and has arms and then it has like like the large arms outside as well as like five or six like tentacles just on its back yeah the design was very i i mean it was weird because i I love the design for the i'm not against the design it's just Based on it was like I felt like we didn't really get a, a a clear visual on how it we I know how it looks but like there were only like maybe a, one or two like shots of like it of it in its entirety because for there were like an entire scene of just you see the head and then you see the tentacle and it's like I want to see what the whole thing looks like intact as one and there yeah. weren't that many of that and so then after it messes with the president they decide so they're like. Is this bulletproof? Is this glass bulletproof? And they're like, no. And they just start shooting at the and alien. They just open fire and, and kill it. And I'm like, see, what a risk because I get that. Yes, it's still skin and flesh, but like you've been having so much trouble. Wouldn't they have all been concerned? What if the bullets don't work and then they like break? They 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 ruin the container that they have this alien in. I think, but well, I mean, earlier earlier on, um. Brent Spiner, he basically says, like, well, their bodies aren't that much, like, different than us. They're, they're pretty frail. Like, these two died in the crash, and this one, uh, a few hours later from exposures, like, okay, so they can be killed, and fairly okay. easily. When we, so, like, yeah, when yeah. we first get to Area 51, and we go, we go into, like, the lab or whatever, and we meet Brent Spiner, I actually laughed, 
because he was so cliche, like crazy scientist. Like he has the long hair and the glasses. And oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, just, like the most stereotypical mad scientist. I was just laughing. You can I'm think like, of. of course, sure. Um, so while this is going on, we we keep cutting back and forth. We cut back and forth. We cut back to Vivica Fox at least for a while. We cut back to her more than Will Smith. She she yeah. and her son, like I said, go into like a maintenance room in like a tunnel, survive the explosion, and she basically finds this like truck. It still works, and she starts picking up injured people. And before all this happened, and- uh, we're told we see the first lady. They're they're gonna meet. She's going to meet her husband. They're going to meet in Dallas. And then, obviously, the plane, the helicopter, you know, gets shot down, essentially, in all of the chaos. And Vivica Fox finds her. And, yeah, she just has this, like, she's this finds this, like, group of, like, survivors, that, uh, including the first lady. And yeah. <laughs> she and later, I guess, she knew that was the first lady, but she's like, I don't want to say anything. Like, because I voted for the other guy. I voted for the other guy. I thought that was was a good joke, but it... I was... Yeah, that was a really solid one. It ended with an awkward... I kind of would have loved if she laughed more. I don't know. It just ended with her kind of like, huh. Well, to be fair, she was bleeding internally and dying at that scene. Well, we don't know that. We know she's bleeding, and then when they... But, I mean, we we know she's in pain, so it's like, she survived a a plane crash, or a helicopter crash. Like, she's not doing fine. Then, uh, Will Smith, he borrows a helicopter some guy like was trying to like get him out and he was like like really what what are you what are you gonna do like it's like it's like if you're gonna stop me shoot me it's like it's like damn i can't shoot you and then he's all like all right now uh if anyone asks just say i punched you and he's just like what and then he just flies away so he flies away and he because uh vivica fox was trying to get to his base which has been destroyed and will smith yeah. goes to the base finds her all the survivors and brings the, brings them back. And apparently, according to the doctors, if they had gotten to uh, the first lady sooner, then they probably would be able to help her. But she's bleeding internally, and they can't stop it. And I... Okay, so then Bill, she's, like, hugging her daughter. Then Bill Pullman comes in to talk to her. Bill Pullman leaves, obviously really upset because his wife died. I didn't know for, like, a couple of seconds that the wife had died. I thought he was just upset. Because they said, like, there's nothing we can do for her. But it didn't really give, like, a how long. And based on how she was acting, she wasn't, like... I mean, I don't I don't know. It just seemed like she had more time based on her, how she... It was still moving and... Yeah. Like, it seemed like she had more uh, time than, she like, a couple of minutes, really. I feel like you wouldn't really... You would be, like, falling asleep, kind of, like, at this point. At the point she was yeah. at. I, I, I thought that, like, he was going to, or, like, it was going to be, like, a little bit more time with the the wife, but no, it was pretty much it. It was pretty much and then I think it got, what you see is what you it get. It got confirmed when the daughter said, is mommy asleep now? And he's like, yeah, she's asleep now. I'm like, oh, she's dead? Because when we first saw her, and she was, like, we, well, for a second, her, like, eyes were closed when we first find her, like, uh in, like, all the rubble and stuff. I thought she was dead. And I was like, no. And then she just dies later. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, they try doing like, so obviously like the fire pipes, 
fighter pilots didn't work. They try like sending like nuclear weapons against against them. Yeah, does- yeah, they they launch a yeah they launch a nuke on one of the ships that's like hovering over Dallas, and it's like all right, we're we're waiting for confirmation on uh, if this will work in five, four, three, two, one, and it's all staticky, and then it's later revealed that it had zero effect and it did not penetrate the shield, and now they're like, well, we have absolutely nothing that can penetrate this shield, and they're all super depressed about this and um david or jeff goldblum uh is just like pissed drunk yeah and his dad's all like it's like oh david come on let's get you inside you're gonna catch a cold it's like wait what did you just say he's like yeah i don't want you to catch a cold it's like dad you're a genius so he like whips up this like computer virus to disrupt their uh shield system and he tests this on the crash fighter ship that um they recovered in the 50s with the original pilots that they just had for uh all that time yeah and they activate the shield it's like uh you there i want you to shoot that can right off the ship and he fires and hits the shield and it ricochets and it's like it's like all right now i want you to fire again and he fires and he hits it and there's no shield there it's like oh this could actually work. You know, now we know the mothership is in space. Now my plan is to take this ship into to the mothership, deactivate the shield there, and it should have a ripple effect on the other ships down here. It's like, okay, how would you know that it has a ripple effect? It's like it. It. I never. I. I'm sure they explained it in the movie, but I. I had a hard time following it because it was just a lot of techno babble i guess uh of him trying to explain it through their use as satellites um i i was having a hard time deciphering how he came to that admittedly very accurate conclusion yeah um yeah and i i i've said this before i feel like as soon i i do like the plan which was they use our satellites against us we'll use it against them and he planted a virus but I also felt that like once they figured this out, it seemed like everything just kind of seemed very easy. Oh, extremely. And even though, <laughs> like they, they... And, and even though like it was it wasn't technically, but it was. Like I wasn't really yeah. feeling any suspense or oh no, like it was just yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean the this entire movie they basically like in the sequel Independence Day Resurgence, which. He's really Ooh, that's a rough movie. It's not good. Um, I I was expecting better from it, but they basically refer to this event as the War of '96, and um, it, it's also really funny. It's like this, I'm sure there's a shorter war, but it's like they called this a war. It was it lasted all three days. <laughs> it was like, a and war. most of the the casualties were all civilian. Like that, like the amount of military deaths probably is dwarfed by the amount of civilian deaths. Like, this is really a war. It seemed more of like an extermination that you guys prevented. That doesn't sound like a war. Or like, I mean, I don't know battle. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's the plot of resurgence? Like, is it just happening again? Like, uh, basically it takes place in like modern day after the war of 96, pretty much all nations, pretty much unified under 
I mean, they more or less unified and all global conflicts have pretty much ceased. They, we have a colony on the moon. We were able to integrate the alien technology with our own. So we have uh, extremely fast like travel. Um, we, we have spaceships, all this like cool and crazy technology. Um, and there's a signal from deep in space and it's a giant mothership that is about the uh, the size of a third of the entire planet. Um, mm. And it lands, and since it lands on the planet, it ha- and it's so large, it has its own gravitational pull. So as its like treads start landing on the planet, uh, it messes with the Earth's gravity. So people just start floating, <laughs> kind of like in zero g because they're being pulled by two different gravitational pulls That's... and it's it's kind of cool and creative but the execution was just it's so stupid <laughs> there's so there's so many characters in this movie that are just why are you here he's Even just worse it's way so, worse than this than the first one. Oh, way worse <laughs> at least the, at least like the characters in this served a purpose and this one is like you are a comic relief, and you are a meat shield, and I hope you be use or eventually use as a meat shield. You are a comic relief that is not funny. Oh god! Like I was actually rooting for the aliens a couple times in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, they like Will Smith's character in this. They kill him off screen because he didn't want to be in this movie. <laughs> but Jeff. Is Jeff Goldblum like, is so- was in this? Is in his resurgence, and he was in like Fallen Kingdom, and I think that he's going to be in the third uh, Jurassic World. Like he seems to be very happy to reprise roles. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he was in the second Jurassic World movie for all of yeah, like five minutes. minutes. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't like yeah. not even that. He was in there. He was in there for like two scenes, and I think it was filmed in like one day because it was in the exact same location. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it, it was a very lackluster cameo, if you can even call it that. They made such a big deal about it, like in the previous. Oh, yeah. He's in all the trailers. And what you see in the trailers is about 50 percent of what you see in the movie. Mm. That's it. It's it's that's not so. worth it. If that's if that's what your, your the big poll is for you to go see that movie. That's not the poll. I, I want to. I haven't seen uh, the first Jurassic World, so I just want to see it because I want to watch the other Jurassic parks, but like it's not yeah. specifically even if he wasn't in it, I would probably still watch be willing to watch it. I just that's annoying that he's barely in that movie. Yeah, it's I'm not that a big of a fan of the Jurassic World movies. Hopefully the third one will I don't know turn it around. I, I don't know. I haven't Yeah hopefully. I just know that the first one all I've heard is like I've heard really bad things about Fallen Kingdom. I just don't wanna like I See, I know there's been reviews and like whatever. I just don't want to watch any of it because I want to watch it for the first time on my own, and then I don't want any spoilers. I know it's stupid, but like fair enough. And yeah, yeah fair but enough. I just know that the first one is like it's just a higher stakes Jurassic Park. It's like the same thing, but higher yeah, stakes. the first one is the second one is just trying. you said it was they, you said it was trying really hard to be original. It was trying really hard to be original, but taking way too much stuff from the first Jurassic World movie and the second Jurassic Park movie, which, in my opinion, are very weak sources to pull from. Yeah. And then this original stuff that they did pull from, 
just mess with the entire chronology of the entire original movie. Mm. It's just like, wait, that was a thing that happened that you could do this entire time? Okay, why was that not ever introduced? I feel like this would have been very important information. They basically tried to introduce, it's like, oh yeah, there was Hammond, and then there was this other, like, super old rich guy (laughs) who helped back him, and this is the first time we're ever hearing of him. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? There was another, like, crazy eccentric rich white guy who was super into dinosaurs and helped clone them? Why are we not hearing about him until that now? Is, it's like, well, you're That is the same almost the same argument that in the Stephen King Family Guy episodes where they're making fun one of them's like like you know in contact when they def- or was it contact? I don't know. They blow up this uh, yeah. and then they're like and then this other guy's like, "Oh, I have an identical one on the other side of the world." And we're supposed to believe yeah. no one noticed that? <laughs> yeah, he, he he's basically like arguing in the movie Contact they have like this like trillion dollar spaceship and Jake Busey blows it up. And <laughs> then we're later, we later find out that this eccentric, like multi-trillionaire <laughs> white guy built the exact same rocket on the other side of the moon that or on the other side of the planet that no one knew about <laughs> until the very end of the movie after this one got blown up. So dumb. It's like, it's like, why? <laughs> I needed a hobby. When I retired, just to buy remote islands and put dangerous stuff on them. Yeah, that's basically what this thing is. But he also they also introduce a lot of like weird stuff. Is like, okay, that kind of has like some like cool implications. But why are we being introduced to this the fifth movie into this series? To me, that's that's when this has clearly been something that you guys have done for a while. To me, that's the worst, and like. That's the thing is like Independence Day, it, it, it's the same of like Independence Day is not a like I've seen it to me it was kind of meh it was okay I've seen not just specifically alien movies but like I've seen better I've seen worse but like there were just so many things that I feel like could have been better and it always irritates me so much when it's like why why didn't you go this way or why didn't you do it this way it wasn't like i've you know again like i've said i've seen way worse so it wasn't like there were scenes where i'm like why isn't this more developed other than maybe the yeah. relationship with bill pullman and jeff goldblum but like i yeah like i feel like i like the plan a lot but yeah like we said it was just the second the second they started to like execute it it was everything just seemed like fell into place and way too easy Oh yeah, it, it it basically this plan went off pretty much without a hitch. The only hitch was that oh man, we don't have enough rockets to shoot the the UFO down before it destroys the uh the bay at Area Fifty One. Yeah. And Randy Quaid is like, hold on, Mister President, I got you covered. I got I got one rocket left, and it's going right up their asses. And Randy, he was a really his, I really his, liked his character, and I think it was it had a very fun turn. It should have been yeah, Bill Pullman. And Will Smith and Jeff Gold or no Will Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, and I feel like Randy Quaid were probably the most could probably the most important characters. Will Smith, uh, I mean, he helps execute it. Not he's he's important, but I feel like if they developed, like yeah, I guess developed Randy Quaid a lot better, it could have been you know like we said we don't. He's constantly saying that he was. Uh, like, but probed by aliens, or he was taken by aliens. 
And of course yeah. it comes off and I think, oh, are these the same aliens? Are we going to find out what happened? No. No. Nope. It never, it's not, it's like, it's just like, it's just a fact about the character and we never really get any confirmation with it. Um, but yeah, they, oh, so yeah, they don't have enough, uh, uh, rockets, to, they don't have enough rockets, down, but like they also their, don't their have a, gun. they don't have enough, like, uh, pilots. And so Bill Pullman, who was a pilot decides, no, I belong up there. And so he he joins and then, uh, and much to Robert Loge's, uh, dismay. And, uh, then yeah, Randy Quaid joins. Basically, they ask say anyone who has uh, flight experience, they ask to step forward. And then he during yeah, his like, like, yeah, man. Also, I was probed by aliens, and it's like, is this like helping uh, with your background? Like, no, I I think he he was just like they're all like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know how to fly a plane, right? You know how to fly a plane, right? It's like. Yeah, and then as he's like in his like first getting in his cockpit, he had like accidentally arms one of his missiles. It's like, oh, oh shit, and he, he fixes it, and it's like, oh, I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a really that's a really funny line, and this is like around the time we hear like the today we celebrate our Independence Day speech, and uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith go up to space and execute the plan without a hitch, and they they smuggle in a um. A, a nuke with them in their ship that they're going to launch as soon as they uh, are able to get to a safe def- distance after launching the virus, but they're locked in the hangar bay and are a- unable to get out. So it's like, well, I-, I guess it's time to do our part. They launch it and it manages to destroy the command center that but this, so- is controlling where they're locked in. So they're able to get out, but it's like, oh man, we got sixty seconds to get out of here. So they're, yeah, they're, uh, they go, they they fly up, and then they're, uh, they're being pulled in, and Jeff Goldblum's like, nope, this is good. I counted on this. I was hoping that this was going to happen. They get pulled in, they get locked into place, and they have to close the windows, like like put the shield around the windows so that the aliens don't see them, and then the windows get open because they're seeing that there's something up. And they weird and with the they ship. hide, and then at the end they're like, "Oh, you know what? Why not? What the hell? Like, let's just let's just go for it because they're about to they're they're think they're about to die anyway." And so they like, "Hi, hey!" to the alien just before the alien dies, and then they're free and they make it out. And you know how there's like the like I, you know how when you're watching a movie and there is that tiny part of you. That when tensions are really high, you're just like, can't like this just be the end? Like at the and the part when <laughs> when they first uh, launch the, uh, they do a nuclear attack and they they do hit it, but it doesn't like do anything. But they don't know that yet. They're like, we hit it, yeah, we did it. And I'm like, the end. <laughs> movie ends right there. <laughs> but like, you know when they're like, you're, that's, that's all we had to do. You know when you're watching a movie and tensions are really, really high that you're kind of like, you know, like, can't this just go well? Like, can't they they sneak out without getting caught? They uh, are able to get out of somewhere in time, things like that. There's a part of you that just wants that to go well, but obviously it's not going to because you need conflict. This was just, things just kept going really well. <laughs> and and yeah. part of me's like, you know, there's been a hell of a couple of days. I guess it's a good thing that things are going well. But, like, it just, it all just seems very 
easy. And at the, I will say the last couple of, so, uh, you know, Randy Quaid has his, has his last, uh, rocket and he realizes that he has to go yeah. and he's being pulled in, really has to go into the ship. And this part, I actually was like, oh man, like I felt a little emotional because he's like, tell my kids I love them. And they're listening. And the son's like listening and hears is in the he's control like, room. Dad, what are you doing? And then the whole, i was like right into what the, what does he say? His like his, his zinger. Hello, boys. Yeah. I'm back. And then he flies right into it, and it he since he's flying right into the the beam, like right as it's about to fire, it causes the whole thing to basically like uh implode, like basically explode onto itself and destroy the entire ship from the inside because it basically has like all the energy and it's just being shot backwards into the ship. And it's everything. Like, oh, that's that's all we had to do. Everything <laughs> is great, and then they go back down into like the basement of area 51 and uh all of these people that came in like their rvs and stuff are just camping out down there and i'm like what a weird like what did you do last fourth oh i was hanging out and we were hanging out in the depths of area 51 and hell yeah and uh bill pullman everyone's like cheering like yay and and uh i think robert loja probably says something i don't know the whole movie i was just like just thinking like Every time I saw him, I'm like, it's Robert Loja. Because that's like his voice. I don't know. I, I The whole movie was just whatever. And Yeah, the, the end was just pretty much like, hmm, let's see how good it can be for everyone who's a main character. Because pretty much everyone goes on with zero problem or zero consequences. It just ends on such a happy and high note that it's like, all right, this seems like something should have gone wrong with that plan, but all like, right, we'll, we'll stick with so this. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's storyline and his character, I liked. Bill Pullman, I liked. Will Smith, I liked. We just didn't get enough of him. And Randy Quaid, I liked. They should have, like, nothing against Vivica Fox, but, like, for this movie, I feel like, if anything, it could have been, we should have gotten more scenes of Will Smith freaking out because he has no idea where she is. And then we, when we find her, we see, oh yeah, she even helped all these people. Like that's so nice, that's so great. We didn't necessarily need to see all these scenes with her, you know. Yeah, it, it was just kind of. It, although it was kind of nice. Kind it of was nice, and to see the survivors from all these point of yeah, views. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree, and I was, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it is nice to see like the survival side of it, um, as opposed to just like the war zone side of it. But like, it was. It wasn't a hundred percent necessary, but ironically, I didn't know she was in the movie. And the day I, I this was a couple of days ago. I, I don't know why. I just suddenly, I don't know. I wanted. I started. Remember when I showed you Cool Cat Saves the Kids? And she's and yes. she's in that. And so I was like, Hey, yeah. you. That's what you associate her with. <laughs> I know she's on Kill Bill. And I know she's in like Sharknado or something. I know she's like, yeah, she she's she's in the second Sharknado, and she's also in the second Independence. I just movie. thought it was. F- I don't I don't know why, but sure. <laughs> I just like I. It wasn't that. It wasn't even just like the association. It was because that morning I was watching it, and then suddenly I was watching Independence Day, and she was in it. I'm like, oh hey, you're gonna help Cool Cat stop bullying, which Cool Cat saves the kids. It's. It's, if if you want something really stupid to watch, it's it's ridiculous. It's literally this guy wrote these kids books about this cat 
and it's a live action movie and it's just like a guy in a cat costume like a mascot costume but acting like a kid (laughs) and vivica fox plays herself along with eric estrada it's like for five minutes in the movie i haven't it it, it's basically just like a psa of like hey kids don't do drugs and like yeah 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 it's yeah it's an anti-bullying campaign um but it's just it's the particular review that i watched that i really like he, he even says like I thought everybody wanted to get a nice dose of stupid because like, it's just, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, it's really stupid, but it's like, you cry laughing because it's so like, why is this a movie kind of thing? So no, it's not just that I associate it's, I don't think I really knew about Vivica Fox until I became aware of cool cat. And then I'm like, I can't wear her, but I more thought it was funny that I started was watching that. And then I was watching independent state. I'm like, Oh, she's also an independent state. (laughs) Um, so, so I was Kevin. Do you think? Do Archie? Do you have anything more to say? No, we we pretty much covered it. They basically they they blow up the mothership without a hitch, which causes like all the other and they send in the virus, which causes all the other ships to lose their shield. So everywhere around the world, they're able to destroy and disable all these ships uh, with whatever means that they have. And, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, oh, yeah, wait, they they. they I, yeah, they they win. <laughs> I almost forgot when they come up with their plan. They're, you know, we're seeing it like go to all these different countries, and uh, I thought it was so funny because when it gets to France, one of the guys is in a striped shirt and smoking, <laughs> and I'm like, let's just hammer it in that they're French. Other, I feel like the fact that yeah. it says France and that they're speaking French should be enough. But no, let's make let's make a. Cl- Make one of them as cliche as possible. I thought that was just so funny. Every everyone was no, pretty they cliche. Were, like, they were. When it, when it get, I mean, when it gets to the British, it's like, oh, finally, what do the Americans cook up? It's like, all right. Um, but uh, and, yeah, and I guess it, it ends with, or they all, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, which I feel like is a fun. That's a fun cast. Like, I would love to see Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith do something again. Because they're both hilarious. And they just, they barely, it, it was just like we said, it says all these storylines just coming together. And, uh, I mean, whatever. But, like, it ends with, yeah, they all meet up in the desert. And Bill Pullman's daughter says, like, happy 4th of July, daddy. And he's like, you too. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's the 4th. And uh, movie ends. And Jeff Goldblum and his wife get back together. And, it, yeah. Yeah, all, all all the all these good happy times, and yeah, that's that's how Independence Day ends. And then they made a sequel like twenty years later because why not? Yeah, because you know it was so popular twenty years ago. Let's just make. I don't know. Was there a reason? Like, it didn't need a sequel, so it 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 didn't. I mean, it. I mean it didn't hurt to have one, but at the same time, when you make it 20 years later, you need to have a very good reason why you want to reintroduce the series. And they also end the sequel on a cliffhanger of there potentially being more. Oh God. And it, which really sucks because the way they frame it, like I've been playing this video game series called XCOM, which is very much this, um, like, humans versus aliens type thing of us harnessing like their technology and incorporating it in our own. So we're better at fighting them and this whole kind of government 
protecting like civilians kind of way. And they kind of frame it a little bit like that of us having worked with alien technology for 20 years that we have like all these like crazy, like ray guns and spaceships and like, like way better ways to combat mm-hmm. them in a way that we would in like this, the, the nineties like, Oh, like that's a really cool spin on it. And then they kind of introduce that there's more out there and it, it does not pull, it doesn't work out for this movie at all. They introduce like a bunch of stuff that apparently happened in the first movie that we're just finding about, finding out about now. Uh, it's like, oh yeah. Like this, this was part of their land invasion. It's like, wait, what land invasion? They had foot troops. <laughs> when, when did that happen? <laughs> I mean, whatever. It was just very meh. Like I wasn't as engaged as I could have been, but I also, you know, it could have been a lot worse, but it could have been a lot better. Um, yeah. And the second one didn't need to happen. So, Kevin, do you think this movie... Is this movie real? Uh, probably not in the way that it's framed. I, I feel like the whole angle of David being the only one to figure out this weird piggyback signal that the aliens are pulling, I feel like someone in like the state department or like the uh, secretary of defense, like someone like high up in like Pentagon, just monitoring all of this would have picked that up way faster than Jeff Goldblum. And they would have been able to come up with some kind of counter plan to like, Oh, let's disrupt their signals with some kind of weird uh, piggyback signal to kind of like mess with like their communications. Cause they're messing with us. And I felt like they could have like pulled an angle like that. And it just, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to make Jeff Goldblum, this like run of the mill cable guy to figure it out. Or he could have even been like a cable guy or he does some kind of something within like the Pentagon or like, he, he you know, yeah. like he could have still had very little ambition, but he's like, and he's like very low level with it. Like that would have made a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it is like oh yeah, like I like my I have like my office in like the storeroom of the Pentagon because I'm like a not needed asset here. Like that would have made sense. He's just like a very like overqualified person in a very underfunded like part of the the defense branch or mm-hmm. whatever. Like that would have made sense rather than just I'm a cable guy who has like a PhD and like a 300 level IQ. It's like, okay, you, why? It's not why even, yeah, here? it's like, it's not even like, okay, he's really smart. Even if he was doing something, yeah, he's just like a, even if he was doing something that he's not getting very paid or he, cause he seems to, he's like, I like where I am. It's like, I understand the ambition thing, but it'd be one, but it's like, it's, it's one thing if his job was something it's very important to him and it doesn't seem like his job is not important to him. He just, I don't know. Like he just, he just does it because it's something that comes easy to him. And that's just that. I mean, and that would have even been an interesting storyline of like, you don't like when things are messy or difficult and like that could have even tied in with his relationship with his wife. Like, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of, there was definitely a lack of, I liked, I Jeff Goldblum's always a joy. So, but I, I agree. Oh yeah, I, I love Jeff Goldblum and pretty much everything that he does. Yeah. 
Um, and this is like also a couple years after Jurassic Park. And he's like pretty by the again, it's not like he's a newbie by this point. He's still he is Jeff Goldblum. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he he pretty much like kind of plays the same as everything. Mm-hmm. Um so Sam, do you think that this is real? I I will say I think the plan that the aliens come up with is definitely we said it's fairly elaborate, but I actually thought it was kind of clever. I I think the behavior, I think, I, I say this, I keep like, I keep saying this, but it's true. I feel like a lot of the behaviors I'm seeing, I can definitely find plausible. But yeah, I agree. I don't think Jeff Goldblum getting, figuring out this signal really makes sense. But I also feel like just Jeff Goldblum's character is not, there's like, there's so many flaws. I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know what his job was. And I, I agree. I just don't think it makes any sense on why he was able to figure this out when no one else was. Yeah, it, it was just. So yeah, I think overall. I felt like they needed to have like. Yeah, I felt like they needed to have like a better explanation on why Jeff Goldblum figured it out. and No one else. So did. I think I guess I I think the in the, the plan, I think, is kind of interesting. And that maybe again, I don't know if an alien alien asking about an alien invasion and if the nature of an alien invasion is realistic is what a question. Um, but I yeah. think overall, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not very real, and it's not for the obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, watch it. Don't watch it. I don't care. <laughs> like, like. I mean, I it's it's definitely like an enjoyable movie. Yeah. And it's kind of just like the movie that they play every day on like TNT for 4th of July. So it's, it's a very enjoyable movie for what it is. It's campy. It's, it's schlocky at times. It's got great action. It's got cool one liners and it's pretty much what you would expect from a nineties action movie. Yeah. Um, I kept forget the whole movie though. I kept thinking like, I realized I had only seen two, at least I think I've only seen two Bill Pullman movies. And one is Sleepless in Seattle. He's the, you know, Meg Ryan's boyfriend or fiance in that movie. And, and uh, Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, it's like Spaceballs is like really the only other movie that and I Spaceballs know is a weird movie because it is funny, but it's like, it starts off really well. And then it just kind of goes downhill at some point during the movie. It kind of, yeah, it, yeah, it kind of just yeah. goes. Actually, speaking of, well... It's an adjacent jump, but uh, this week. So did you guys, I mean, I don't. Know, did you hear Carl? Carl Reiner died, and I was. He's like he was ninety eight. Yeah, long life. Yeah, I, I did. I did uh, hear about Carl that. Reiner. If anyone doesn't know, he is a renowned television writer. He created the Dick Van Dyke Show, which I haven't seen all of it. I've seen part of it. It. it I was actually kind of impressed. It was very funny. It wasn't just like. I think I was expecting because it's the sixties, it's just going to be like slapstick and stuff, but no, it was actually like very funny. And you know, his, uh, Rob Reiner, is a son who's a, another really great director. Um, but I, th- I, baseball for me, think of this because he and Mel Brooks had a very famous friendship and they apparently every night would have dinner and watch a movie and the, the only movie, but they pick <laughs> movies if they have the line, uh, get some rest or search the perimeter, which I'm like, (laughs) 
first of all, I'm like, I can totally see us being like this when we're like 90. Oh, 100%. There's a very reasonable chance. But also I was like, what a, what a, like, that's hilarious. Like not, what What a a life. life. Also, Like that's a, (laughs) what an insane way to pick a movie. Not like base. It has to have an actor. Get some rest or search the perimeter. And I remember like, uh, Carl Reiner was on uh, Comedians and Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. It's on Netflix. And they, they, the first part was him and Carl Reiner. And then later they went to go hang out with Mel Brooks. And you see the movies that were like on the <laughs> counter or the table, or whatever that they, that they would watch. And one of them I think was like night and day with like Tom Cruise and Cameron D. I'm like, so they're just watching, oh so they're my just watching God. any movie that has these two lines. <laughs> That is, is what hilarious. A, what a great way. I'm like, that'd be a good idea for a podcast. Watching movies that only have like a certain type <laughs> of line. <laughs> oh my god. Well, maybe we'll have a thing Actually, month around. Search the perimeter. That's a, I, I just I always thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, when I, I saw that, was like, oh man. But he was 98. Long life. So it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. He, he will be missed, but yeah, it, he lived a full life, and it seemed like he, he went relatively yeah. peaceful, uh, from what I've heard. Sir. So, uh, our, our, yeah, our hearts go out to uh, friends and family that are affected, but hopefully he's in a better place and, now. And mean that literally. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yes. Why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> or yeah, I'm, uh, do you have any recommendations? Anything you've been watching lately? Uh, uh, the only thing that I've been watching, I, I finally started watching uh, Supernatural, oh! uh, the TV show. Um, I've, n- I've never seen it. I've only seen like like a handful of scenes here and there. I, and I know about like the, the Scooby-Doo <laughs> like crossover movie that they did like yeah. a couple years ago. But aside from that, I'd never really seen an episode and I'm about... I don't know, like 10 episodes into the first season and I'm enjoying it a lot. I've been getting recommended by like a lot of people to watch that actually. Um, so I'm, I'm very glad that I actually started watching it. It's a very fun and enjoyable show. Um, they have all 15 seasons on Netflix and I think that's the last season or I don't know if it's still going or not. I, I really don't know. I'm still new to this, I think this fandom. It either um, is it's last season or it's having one. I think 15. Yeah, I think it's done with 15. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. This show started in like 2004 or five and it went all the way until like last yeah. year or last summer. Supernatural. Like, uh, yeah. Damn. It's one of the shows that like everybody was really into. My sister was the one that was trying, tried really hard to get me into it. And, we watched a couple episodes and then I finally decided I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. I've seen the first two seasons and I, I do like it. I like the characters a lot. And I, but I, uh, things like demons and like, uh, selling your soul, that type of stuff for some reason just creeps me out. So I tend to, and that is a <laughs> lot of the show. So I, I, yeah, yeah that's like 90% yeah, so of the show. I kind of tend to, uh, yeah, but um, it is it is definitely a fun show. Actually, one of my friends, she, her, it's it's a picture in her house. Uh, her husband proposed to her when they went to some. It was some like convention, and uh, 
I can't think of his name, but the guy that's Castiel who comes later in Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that far he, yet. I don't know who that is. I know I know of him because my sister and both my girlfriend uh watched that show and are like I don't know, like me, twelve yeah. seasons in, so they pretty much know all of it. So it's like I know oh, of Misha, it just yeah. from like residual Misha conversations. Collins, it was some them. uh convention or whatever, and that was how he her husband proposed to her. And so the picture is her like freaking Aww. out and Misha Collins he she's covering her mouth like her face and he's doing the same thing as her like husband's on one knee. And <laughs> that's like what a way to get proposed to. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh Seriously. Uh, uh do you have any recommendations? Well actually, uh now that we mention it, <laughs> I I know I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> uh so this be a good time. I I actually a couple episodes back, uh, our friend Jocelyn Ponciano came on and we did we talked about Wreck It Ralph. We all talked about Wreck It Ralph and we had a bunch of fun and got to talking and as of this week we launched our own podcast so it's on itunes spotify and stitcher it's called that good old disney podcast where we talk about disney movie talk about not just disney movies we just talk about disney in general and we're kind of predominantly going in order and um so uh the first two episodes are out on spotify itunes and stitcher um and we're you know predominantly going in order so the first couple episodes are about the first episode is about Walt Disney. The second is about Mickey and our third. And I believe our fourth, at least we're going to try to have them both come out next week. Uh, so I just watched Snow White and I just watched Pinocchio and Snow White. I hadn't seen in maybe 20 years. And well, I mean, I watched it a <laughs> couple times when I was a kid and I just, I don't know. I hadn't watched it since. And it's kind of, I definitely say if you're either into Disney or even it's just film in general, I recommend watching it because it's pretty wild just to see like for the time period that it was, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's really beautiful. The animation is just so different than it is today. And I mean, it's, it's hand-drawn, which we know, but like the, the amount of detail and the, the design is just really gorgeous. And Pinocchio we were both very, we both have watched it. We haven't recorded that episode yet, but it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of terrifying yeah, moments in like old that is uh, Disney cartoons. Um, so I've been accidentally. Yeah. Not accidentally. I don't know why I said accidentally, but I've been uh, intentionally watching older Disney, which I haven't done in uh, such a long time. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's fun. It's very, it's so different than what Disney is today. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this, well, yeah, I guess on that note, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I hope your 4th of July is not filled with an alien invasion. Or not an invasion. They just come and then try to destroy stuff. <laughs> well, Keep an eye to the sky. Fire, firework in the air is a warning shot. Oh, that should teach him a lesson. <laughs> uh, well, this has been Movie Real, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye.